Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 60 of the Social Liability Podcast, the podcast where we discuss those folks in our lives that violate the social contracts we all agree to live by. I am your host, the Raspberries, with my co-host, the Buck Grundle, bringing you new and interesting stories from the far reaches of the internet. And Buck, you've uh, you, you've given me some this week that had to give me some pause, and I had to read through them a little bit just to make sure they were going to be safe for work enough. And they're not. <laughs> I uh, I actually took more than my cursory ten to fifteen minutes to gather the articles this week. Hopefully, the uh... <laughs> thank God you're putting in the work. Hopefully, the... <laughs> yeah. But I think I think it'll show. <laughs> well, we're gonna start out with a, from Blow Day. I don't know B L O D E. How do you pronounce that? Blade, Blade, B L O D E. I don't know. From B L O D E dot com, <laughs> Florida woman. I would call it Blody. Blody. A Florida woman arrested yeah. for masturbating outside of a chicken shop twice in a month. I mean, something could happen, I guess, or maybe she's got some kind of sexualized fetish where, you know, public masturbation is a thing, but do you really go back to the same place you were just arrested for? <laughs> it kind of it seems like you're, you're poking the bear, you know? Or maybe she really yeah, has a thing seems, for chicken. I know, it seems a little foul. Uh... A Florida woman was arrested twice in one month after she was caught masturbating in public. Vanessa Lee Jones of Newport Ritchie was her first arrested for pleasuring herself outside of a 7-Eleven in front of a man and his young nephew. Only a few weeks later, she was caught doing the exact same thing, this time outside of a Popeye's restaurant. Clearly, she has not learned her lesson. And there's some bullet points here. One, prosecutors have tried to give her the benefit of the doubt. The first time she was caught, authorities chose not to pursue criminal charges against Jones, despite the felony lewd and the facetious exhibition accusations against her. Jeez, it's a tongue twister. Uh, She was released from prison not long after. Unfortunately, she wasn't so lucky the second time. The next time she was caught uh, was going to town on herself near a Popeye's dumpster. Not only that, but she was also fully naked at this time. I don't, I don't, not only do I not want to masturbate in public, I don't want to be naked near a Popeye's dumpster. A police report revealed that she had showed no signs of being drunk or under the influence of drugs, and there was no evidence of mental health issues. Are you sure? Are you sure? This time yeah, she, uh, she uh, go ahead, go ahead. I, like, what? Why do you need evidence? of mental health issues when you stumble across the scene of a naked woman you know flicking the bean behind a fucking Popeye's Popeye's and... dumpster <laughs> <laughs> I mean come on well this time she could be in more serious trouble she was arrested on charges of exposing exposure of sexual organs a misdemeanor she was booked into a county jail on a $150 bond but the crime could carry some serious penalties, which include up to a $15,000 fine and up to a $10,000 fine. <laughs> um, I, I, I'm not sure I agree with that. Um, yeah, she doesn't need to be, as you so eloquently put it, flicking the bean in public. But you know, I think we have such a hang-up on nudity in this this country that uh the fact that it's the 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 charge is exposure of sexual organs i think that's like a little antiquated but i digress uh something tells me she might offend again in the future given that jones has been found smirking when she was caught continuously rubbing her vagina in the 7-Eleven parking lot and when she was caught outside the Popeyes it seems she gets a rush out of being caught doing this in public with that in mind she's likely to offend again <laughs> well thank god that the that Phoebe Harper of Bloday.com you know is a criminal profiler but 
<laughs> she's probably right. You know, <laughs> I mean, regardless, though, I mean, you know, first off, let me just let me just start by saying there is a time and a place for certain things, and a Popeye's dumpster is not the time, nor is it the place for masturbation. However, a Seven Eleven parking you know, lot is now, perfect. <laughs> Oh, thank heaven, 7-Eleven. But, I mean, you know, there's obvious, like, you know, I'm... Sh- <laughs> I, I would... I, you seem flustered, Wow. Mark. You seem flustered. I am a bit kerfuffled. Well, no, I'm just... I'm, I guess I'm just trying to comment on this without sounding too much like an asshole. Even though that's kind of like our thing. We are 60, I, I we are 60 episodes in, brother. You can be an asshole all you want. Well, no, it's just, you know, this lady's clearly a voyeurist. I mean, like, that's just, that's her flex. Exhibitionist, not a voyeurist. Voyeurist you want to watch, exhibitionist you want to show. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know what? I mean, thank you for the correction there. Yeah, she's clearly an exhibitionist. Hey, 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 we are a, we are a, a, a pinnacle of journalistic integrity over here. And if we're going to make a, make a mistake, we're going to correct that mistake. (laughs) Right. I mean, that's due diligence, Raz, due diligence. But no, I mean, you know, the only thing that makes this a crime is that somebody didn't have their camera out and filming it. I mean... Yeah. Yeah, so... I mean... What, you let can... me ask you this, Buck, in, in all seriousness, this isn't a joke. What is your view on prostitution? I have no problem with prostitution, so long as it's done in a safe, sane, and consensual manner. And uh, and that you know there's uh, an honest day's pay for an honest day's work. If that's the job that you want to do, or the job that you feel that you have to do in order to provide for yourself and your family, then who in the in the name of shit am I to chastise you for it? Especially when it is a service that is widely used by everyone across all social social and economic barriers. You know the only thing that I have a problem with prostitution over is the fact that people go to jail for it and that it is not regulated and taxed. It's it's an income stream. You know, for the for the for the right government, you know, like Amsterdam, you legalize it and you tax the shit out of it. And you provide health care and awareness and certain things to make sure that, you know, these prostitutes aren't spreading STDs around like a bunch of little plague rats. You know, that's 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 my view on prostitution. You know, I am, am a very very similar mindset. And you say about Amsterdam, we actually do have sections of the United States that have legalized prostitution. Most of them are in Arizona. Um, you want you everyone thinks prostitution is legal in, in Las Vegas, and it's not. It's actually in the next county north of Las Vegas. They have regulated prostitution. Um, there was a, there was an H. Was it HBO or Skinamax? I can't remember. They had a TV series about it. Uh, there's actually several, but the most famous one's called the Moonlight Bunny Ranch. And everything that you just said is is what they do. They they have testing. They have you know a controlled environments. Um, it, it's it's exactly what you just said. It is. Um, and you know it's not as if anything. They're not like 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 again as you said put it. They're not out there spreading STDs like a bunch of plague rats, which that is the only concern I ever have. And quite frankly, we, we as a population are pretty good at spreading STDs without prostitution. So, you know, if we can institute legal legalization with testing, I think that's probably uh, probably not a bad thing. I mean, <laughs> we're we're going from saying ten years ago, well, maybe fifteen years ago, that. That will never legalize marijuana in the United States because it is the gateway drug of all gateway drugs and is the most dangerous thing plaguing our streets. And, you know, here we are, most states where we're almost every state's got some kind of quote unquote medical marijuana, and the the rest are there's a couple other ones that are legalizing recreational marijuana. So what's next? Uh recreational medical pussy? How can you Siri <clears throat> How can we label ourselves as a nation of capitalists when we're not taking advantage of that? 
This is very true. And I like that. I like that. That is very true. We need to capitalize on the pussy. So. Well, I mean, same thing. You know, and I we've gone way off topic here. We have. Hard. We have gone from but, dumpster masturbation but, to legalization of prostitution and marijuana really quick. <laughs> well, you know, but we haven't gone off the path on some, like, you know, memory lane jive. So, you know, whatever, whatever. You know, but let's let's just, you know, let's... Let's not forget the fact that, you know, we label ourselves as, you know, the greatest nation in the world, blah, blah, blah. We'll do anything to make a buck, blah, blah. No, 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 we won't. War on drugs? No. We could have won that shit a long time ago if we would have just put a leash on that puppy. We really could have. There would have never been a war. It would have been... all we would have to do by now, if if when Nixon said war on drugs, because I think he was the one that did it. So Nixon says war on drugs. Instead of saying war on drugs, if he would have said, mm, potential opportunity to make money here. Revenue stream on drugs. <laughs> right. Well, no, I mean, let's just face it. Empirical evidence does not lie. Here we are. Again, Seven. We'll, we'll say the 70s. You know, is when it happened, which, you know, that's quite some time ago. That's a lot of time that we could have just been, like, taxing the shit out of all these things that we are labeling as bad, you know, or morally wrong. And you know what? It is bad to abuse drugs. It is, it, and it's not, I'm not saying that from, like, you know, a don't do drugs standpoint. I'm saying it from, you know, you can't go to work all fucked up. People who who abuse drugs, you know, yeah, that is a problem. But if you legalize it and put out centers for education and rehabilitation and awareness and mitigation of these problems, you end up creating, you know, like a perfect storm of of things that just really work out in the long run. You've got all these extra jobs from all these people that now need to get all this training to do all these things. For all these people who ordinarily we are going to label as shitbags, but all we have to do is just change a few things, just stroke the pen a little bit and turn these people from shitbags into consumers. And now, you know, we've, we're, we're, we're in the black. But no, we declare war on this shit, and we illegalize. We make it illegal. Yeah, you are you, you are know, no longer and, classified uh, as a drug dealer. You, sir, are an entrepreneur, and we are going to yeah. we're going to enable you to to flourish in this market. Uh, but here is your tax stamp, and you are going to now be a pillar of the community. <laughs> right, like if we're gonna bust a motherfucker, let's bust him for not paying his fair share. That's how we got Capone. Why not? That that's what I'm saying. But either way, you know, going back to the lady here, we've gone way out, uh, way down the rabbit hole. You know, masturbating in public is is, is it's an exhibitionist act, and this woman clearly has you know uh, you know a bee in her bonnet for this kind of stuff. And again, if we were to have places that you know created awareness and you know kept on you know going along with you know treating people if they have some sort of mental illness or you know giving them ways to cope other than master like you know i'm telling you there there are people who would pay to see this woman masturbate and in tijuana with a donkey no, there are people in, you know, like I've almost said the name of the city that I live in, but there are people here in the Shenandoah Valley, Virginia, who would just absolutely line up in droves outside of a legal establishment where they could go and watch somebody do that and, you know, put five bucks or ten bucks or whatever. You know, it's like, ah, I'll give you a dollar. <laughs> Lady's going to do it anyhow. Like, lady's gonna do it anyhow. She's uh, like, she's out, she's out behind a freaking Popeyes at a dumpster, you know, tickling, you know, tickling the man in the little boat behind a Popeyes. And, you know, 
we we charge admission for this. <laughs> like, why are we not doing? Like, why are we not charging admission for this? She should start like, handing out Popeye's coupons. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Through the GM, you got there. Give her a stack of coupons to hand out. <laughs> Dude, put her in a Statue of Liberty costume and put her outside of one of those tax places. You know. <laughs> Like, <laughs> I mean, uh, it's if they would just make this shit legal and, and create a way for people to express themselves without breaking the fucking law, we could make money. Like, we're like, we're capitalists and we're missing out on this. We're like, oh, no, you're you're so bad and you're so evil. I would agree. I think that you're bad and evil for not making money doing this for doing it. I mean, whatever. Weird flex, but that's OK. If it's your thing, safe, sane, and consensual, we're not hurting anybody or creating some sort of, like, public bedlam, then why don't we just charge admission for it and keep your ass out of fucking jail? Like, come on. Fair enough. That's... But but either way, yeah. Let's let's keep keep going along. Well, this one's going to be brought to us by ClickOrlando.com. And this is the title. It's a no-brainer. New policy aimed at preventing coca police cars from getting stolen. Yeah. This has been at Coca, Florida. The Coca police chief has changed department's policy to prevent cruisers from getting stolen. I don't want to go into detail about the policy, but I can tell you it's a no-brainer. You don't leave your car running and unlocked with a key in it. <laughs> Two Coca police cars were stolen in May. One of the, In one of the events, officers went on a two-county chase on Interstate 95. The, interstate, the incident happened just days after Collier was sworn in as the, chief, as the city's new police chief. Xavier Cummings, 33, was arrested on May 6 along Interstate 95 near Daytona Beach following two chases spanning parts of uh, two counties. Uh, according to an arrest report from the county sheriff's office, deputies were alerted to a chase involving a stolen Coca Police Department vehicle. The cruiser was entering into the county, heading north on I-95 in Oak Hill. Deputies said they managed to flatten some of the tires on the cruiser, and a Coca police officer involved in the chase managed to push the stolen cruiser off the road into a tree line, and an Edgewood officer pinned the stolen vehicle in so it could not leave. On, on law enforcement body cam video, deputies and officers can be seen drawing their weapons, at, and at least one police dog is seen in the video with its handler. In the video, Cummings is ordered out of the vehicle. According to the report, the man armed himself with pepper spray and exited the vehicle. <laughs> Deputies and officers can be heard in the video calling for the dog to be released. Bad idea if he has pepper spray. I just want to point that out. Deputies said Cummings managed to make it into another Coca police vehicle, which was left unlocked and had the keys in the ignition. Records show another Coca officer tried to deploy his taser, but only one probe hit Cummings, and it was not effective in preventing him from driving off in the second cruiser. After the second stolen cruiser drives off, deputies and officers can't be heard expressing their disbelief at the situation. You are blank kidding me, one deputy is heard saying. <laughs> Call your joint members of the force on Wednesday as they walk through the Royal Garden Homes neighborhood to meet with residents to hear their concerns about crime. They were glad to see us out in the neighborhood. That was the one thing. Uh, the the presence. They are enjoying the fact that uh, they were con concerned about our concerns. Collier res said residents told them they want to see a stronger police presence in city parks. This is, this is going on and on. Um, <laughs> so, in, in in most cases, and one, this police chief might be in for a, uh, a, a bit of a surprise. Uh, in most police collective bargaining agreements because most police departments are unionized um, in their CBAs they actually make sure that it's in there that they can leave their cars running now they're supposed to keep the doors locked when they're not in the vehicle but they never do uh, so if you ever see a car a police car just running uh, chances are it's unlocked because we have to get back to it in a hurry you know if something we have to go catch a bad guy we can't be messing around with the key uh, and they want to leave their cars running to keep them warm or cold depending on the time of the year uh, that's why you always see. That's why you always see towns clamoring uh, to get money to buy new police cruisers, and because they only last two to three years. 
if you, if you ever see a cheap police cruiser for sale and you're like, oh, look, that's only $2,000. And it only has 100,000 miles on it. Yeah. Run. It's only gone 100,000 miles, but for every minute it's on the road, it's sat for 40. Okay, running. So the, the idle time on those engines is, is, is horrendous. But, you know... Man. <laughs> go on. I'm just, you know... Why do they need... I... You kind of already explained it, you know, with their CBAs and stuff like that. It's just, I think it makes the police department appear to be very stupid when they have to write these things down and make them worse. It's just, you know, I'm being careful because I don't want to call police officers stupid because that is not the case. Okay? There are bad apples in in every bushel, but... You know, in large, the police department serves a very valuable purpose, and my hat goes off to the men and women who do their job the way that they, you know, quote unquote, should. However, again, it makes them appear to be very stupid when they have to make a rule for key control of your vehicle keys. It's just, you know, all these problems could go away if they just got all police cruisers with push button starts. Because or 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 like remote starters, it's like oh well I want to leave my my car running so that way you know the engine stays at uh, running temperature. We we both know that you just don't want to fucking let the thing get up to nine billion degrees in the in in the direct sun. And I get that. And it and I you know I'm not I'm not I'm not gonna pass judgment on that. I I could actually say that I would probably do the same freaking thing. Yes, but. If you get a remote, if you get a remote starter, the key's not even in the vehicle. Okay, you get a remote starter. If it goes too far away from the key, the son of a gun turns off anyhow. Well, here, here's the like here's nobody. The, here's the whole thing. You don't even have to go that far. The uh, police cruisers are not a stock vehicle. If, you, if everyone remembers the old Crown Vics, that Crown Vic, you could not. You could buy a Crown Victoria. But you could not buy the exact same one that a police officer had. Those ones were a special edition called a police interceptor. Every single vehicle you see out there that is a police cruiser, it is a special model. It has different engines in there. It has different components in there. They are actually designed to take more of a beating uh, from idle time, for example. But, you know, they're not they're not infallible. But my, my whole thing is, if you're going to... Uh, have these special vehicles you want to get ahead on the market come up with a solution for this we're back to our capitalism roots here folks with the social liability podcast yeah. create a a, a a method for this like have it so that as long mm-hmm. as you know that key fob the key can be on but you can't take it out of park unless that key fobs within the car and that way it's hooked on their vest or something easy easy done end of story no, I again, you're right. You know, and it's just it's sad that that people who ordinarily are very astute and and you know, rule-following police officers and I'm giving these folks the benefit of the doubt. I really am. But, you know, assuming that's the case, now we're going to bastardize their entire reputation because of something that is commonplace among the um, among the police forces. You know, this isn't the only cop who does this with his police cruiser. This literally could happen to a John Q. police officer almost anywhere. It's just that he was the winner of the fucked up lottery, and it made the news. Well, I mean, there was he two of them. There was to, two of them. Because he got out of the one car, jumped in another train. cruiser, and took off. That's, like, he just, he happened to get it done to him with, like, the most ballsy freaking criminal you know, like he's the guy. Like, let's just focus. Like, what the hell was the guy even doing? Like, did it say, or is no. it just focusing on the cop? Just focusing on the cop. But here's the thing: you know damn you know, like, well that, when they walked this guy into the block for the first time at the prison, there was a standing ovation. Somebody, <laughs> there was a fucking. We know there was a slow clap. <laughs> like even even. Like the CEO working the desk at classification, like 
waved him into his cell. Like, <laughs> right this way. <laughs> we, we, we've, we've taken the liberty of putting your things in here for you, sir. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, we, we, we've gone ahead and turned down the bed. <laughs> like, yeah. We've given you Raul as your celly. Raul is a very pleasant gentleman, and if, if you're so if you're so inclined, he may be able to take care of any needs you may have. <laughs> and uh, regardless of what he tells you, that is not a mint on your pillow. Do not eat it. <laughs> Do not eat the mint. <laughs> well, speaking of prisons, Buck, do you remember what the three things can cause a prison riot are? Uh, food. Mail and visits. Exactly. And this is being uh, reported by the Bangkok Post. Swedish prisoners take guards hostage, demand pizza as ransom. <laughs> this is as Stockholm, Sweden. Two Swedish prison guards were, were, and you know, they're actually calling them prison guards. They might be prison guards in Sweden, but that is a dirty word in the United States. Don't call them guards. They are officers. The prison guards were held hostage for nine hours on Wednesday by two inmates demanding pizza as ransom and were released when the food was delivered. So they kept true to their word. You got to give them that. Neither guard was hurt and were able to return safely to their families. The inmates both uh, were doing time for murder at the Halberry High Security Prison near the town of... I'm not even going to try. Maybe I will. Eskilstuna? Sure. That sounds Swedish. Uh, they managed to force themselves into an area reserved only for guards at about 12.30 p.m. Uh, they, there they took the two guards hostage who were in the area at the time. We quickly sent in a mediator and called the police. According to the Swedish media reports, the hostage takers made two demands. A helicopter to escape and 20 pizzas for the other inmates. <laughs> yes, the pizzas were delivered. The two inmates were taken to the police station for questioning and for kidnapping. They got the pizzas anyway. You know, that's it's like you, you, you ask for you ask for three, you hope for two, and you settle for one. And they they asked for a helicopter and pizzas. So they got a pizza. <laughs> hey, it's 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 better to walk away with fifty percent of something than all or nothing. Yeah, is a pizza like that? Is, is, is a pizza really fifty percent of a helicopter and pizza? Listen, man, if if we're going by, like, quantifiable value, obviously not. But I was just lumping requests as one-to-one. One. Like, of two requests, one was granted. That's, a, like, in that instance, yes, 50%. But as far as value goes, no. No, no, no. 20 pizzas, I'd say they, they got off with, like, 0.1% of a win if we were doing it that way. I, I love how the, the cliche of you know we want a helicopter or we want an airplane. Fuck you, gonna go, dude. <laughs> I mean, at least with a helicopter you can land anywhere. But I hope one of you is a fucking pilot. That's exactly right, man. That is exactly right. It's like fine, we'll give you a helicopter. Hope you know how to fly it. Because <laughs> I'll be uh, I'll be a shit covered dick if I'm going to give you a pilot too. <laughs> <laughs> well, even then, you know, it's like you realize that anything in the air can be fucking tracked, um, or you know, worst best case scenario, just shot the fuck down. Shot down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good luck. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. We'll give you a helicopter. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. We got the helicopter. By it's like, hey, uh, Raz, you got the guys with the bazookas on the uh, on the roof over there, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, oh, good to go. It's just it's like, like, don't worry, we got them the cheapest. We got them our cheapest helicopter. <laughs> it's like, all right, man, let's do it. Yeah, they asked for a helicopter. They get that little bubble jobby from Mash. <laughs> yeah, man. And you just wait. Like, don't even get them, like, right when they take off. Because that's, like, building damage and shit like that. Like, no, let them get, let them think they want. Let them get out over a field somewhere and just, like, you know, be, <laughs> no, I just down. I, I just want to picture the warden with a remote with a big red button on there. And they get over the field and click, boom. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> oh. You know what? I think, I think. 
You know, on a side note, I think you and I should start working with the DOJ and start marketing some of these fucked up things. We'll call it the ransom chopper. <laughs> it's like, it's like anytime, anytime when someone demands like, a helicopter, we're like, we got you, fam. <laughs> yeah. It's like, ladies and gentlemen, you may know me as uh, Buck Grundle, at least eight of you may, and we're here to advertise the wonderful creation of the Ransom Chopper, brought to you by Raz and Buck. And boy, oh boy, you know, the second it goes into circulation, it'll be around for about a year. And then people will stop asking for helicopters and we'll go out of business but we'll we will have already made our millions and i don't fucking care but i think we'll have done a public service (laughs) yeah there's that i was more focused on the millions, but i mean whatever i mean you say tomato i say i say millions of dollars and that's just how we go okay and we are back and we got a couple more stories yet here buck uh this one is being reported by the sa people's news that's south africa people's news cape town cops arrested for a kidnapping incident i'm sorry innocent stranger <laughs> to replace escape e <laughs> i can only imagine two south african police officers from maitland in cape town were arrested on kidnapping charges after they grabbed an innocent stranger off the streets to replace a prisoner who had escaped under their guard the shocked innocent man found himself handcuffed in a police car accused of housebreaking and theft having been switched for the criminal despite protesting his innocence the cape town cops threw him in the man's cell at the maitland police station <laughs> The homeless man's pleas had not that he had not done anything wrong fell on deaf ears, and he spent the night behind bars until a detective arrived in the morning and realized when checking the case files and listening to the innocent man's story that the officers had switched suspects after the man escaped. The incident took place on the 29th of May, and both SAPS police were arrested and charged with kidnapping, defeating the ends of justice and fraud on Friday, the 18th of July. They appeared at court on Monday. Mastritz heard that the warrant officer, Ricardo, Simon, and Sergeant, I'm not even going to say it, Benso, were caught, out, were, were caught out as the arrest man looked nothing like the suspect. I think they meant called out, but it says caught. A source close to the case said the suspect had been arrested for breaking into a house and theft, but the officers realized that he needed medical attention. They took him to the Somerset Hospital in Seapoint for treatment. Whilst there, a younger officer was left to guard the suspect, but the suspect managed to escape. The officers drove around the area in search of the suspect, but could not locate him. So the two senior officers decided that... (laughs) The police... At the police station, that they knew they had a suspect, that they were... They had to arrive with one, so they arrested a random guy. (laughs) They thought they would be in big trouble for letting the right man escape. Police spokesman Captain F.C. Van Wyck said, Officers, after losing their suspect, allegedly found another man on the street who they detained in his place. They did not inform anyone of what had happened. It was only the next day when the suspect was processed that the detective realized the person did not fit the description of the person who was originally arrested. The matter was referred to the anti-corruption unit after an investigation. The director of public prosecutions decided to prosecute the pair, and they were arrested. The Western Cape Province government member of the Executive Council for the Community Safety... Oh my lord, that is a freaking job title. Principal government member of the Executive Council for Community Safety... (laughs) Albert Fritz said the allegations in the case are quite disturbing. I cannot believe members of the South African police service would just arrest an innocent man because the actual suspect in the case managed to get away. The two uh, suspended police officers appeared at the Cape Town Magistrate Court and were given a bail of 2,000, whatever their currency is, and the case was adjourned until October 27th. Damn. (laughs) Oh. I'm I'm trying to place myself in the uh in the in the shoes of these of these two guys who lost this person and then they, they they're like okay so we're going to go back to ground zero they lose the guy and this is me imagining what their thought process is 
Because you said there were two of them. Yes. All right. So we're going to assume that one of them is kind of like borderline reasonable, and then they've got like a maverick. So borderline reasonable guy, guy number one goes, oh, no, whatever will we do? Guy two goes, maybe it's kind of like a forest fire. And if we get it like really big, if we let this get really big, it'll just burn itself out and we'll be okay. So plan ensues. They're like, we'll throw a little kidnapping in here. Doesn't matter if the guy actually looks like the guy, because that's not what we're shooting for. We're trying to make this a big, big fuck up. We're trying to like pour gas on this fire. So we actually like, you know, we'll just say for, you know, comedic purposes, they got a they've got a white perp. So they go out and they're like, they just snatch up some random black dude and they're like, all right, yep, yeah, you're now you're now perp. Okay, boom. Get the guy to where he's supposed to go, and somebody's just sitting there going, Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Did you, like, did you, did you think this was going to work? <laughs> like, like the guy can't even get the words, are you shitting me, out. Because he's just so kerfluffled and flabbergasted at the abysmal fuck-up that has been presented towards him. And he's like, you want me to do what? So what? You put the name tag on him. Like, this is obviously not the guy. But no, don't worry about it. Just put him in the side. Dude's got a no, name. No. He's got a sticker. Hello, my name is... <laughs> Yeah, I like what like this this must be like the in in the uh, region of South Africa cuz it's South Africa, right? Correct. It, this is like the West Virginia of South Africa, I'll bet was was where this all took place and unfolded. Like, you know, there's like the South African this is so me not like I'm about ready to just be completely culturally insensitive. But you've got like the cultural, like the equivalent of like the uh, South African banjo sitting there, you know, playing in the background. <laughs> like in South Africa, they probably just have fucking banjos and they don't call them anything fancy. But again, you know, I'm I'm the architect of my own reality and, and that's just how I envision it. So go fuck yourself if it's not the way it is. But no, nah, man, like these, like what, what the shit is going through these guys' heads? Like I don't want to get in trouble, so let's get in more trouble. What? No, it's like it's like a so kid. Like, it's like, like a kid like, that breaks the freaking window, and then comes up with a story of someone breaking into the house and trying to kidnap them. So now the police are out looking for somebody. When the kid's like, "I'm gonna need a new baseball." <laughs> no, it's it's more like if the kid breaks the window in order to keep his parents from finding out, he just says "fuck it" and burns down the house. <laughs> like, like. Like that's that's a little bit more in line with what we've got here. I mean, like, does it say like did the guy escape or did they let him go? Like he escaped. Like he that, got away. <laughs> why? Why? Like again, you know, I, I, you know, in my experience with corrections, I've never had anyone escape. But if it was like a legitimate escape, the first fucking thing I would do is tell somebody <laughs> I'd, be, I'd be like we gotta get the red phone flash <laughs> like this just happened and we need to unfuck this like right now way beyond my capabilities here like that's that when the inmate escapes it is now jumped to an area that is above your pay grade like once you lose custody you've actually like falling guilty of not doing your job and somebody else needs to take take the realm or take the helm like indeed yeah well our next story is being reported by cnn hey i can pronounce that one a spanish porn star arrested after man dies during mystical toad venom ritual (laughs) you can't make this stuff up a Spanish porn star named Nacho Vidal. No shit, this dude's name is Nacho. <laughs> Nacho Vidal is under investigation for manslaughter after a man died during a ceremony involving toad venom. 
diem. Vidal and two other individuals were arrested on May 29th, according to his lawyer, David Salvador. They were arrested on suspicion of manslaughter following an 11-month investigation, according to a statement from Spain's law enforcement agency, the Guardians, the Guardia Civil. They appeared before a judge on the same day, and a spokesman for the Supreme Court, uh, as a spokesman for the Supreme Court, told CNN. All three were released provisionally. Investigations continue, according to the spokesman. Police have not named the man who died. The names of the other two men, a man and a woman, were arrested. The other two people, a man and a woman, were arrested along with Vidal, have not been made public. Salvador told CNN the death was a tragic accident and his client was not responsible. He said that the person who had died had used the toad venom before and he'd wanted to experience it again. The individual attended a ritual organized by Vidal and the two other people. Police say the incident took place in July of 2019 in the town of Uruguay, near something in eastern Spain. Venicia? Yeah, Venicia. Venicia! Why did I say that with an Italian accent? I don't know. Uh, the police... The person died during what the Guardia Civil called a mystical ritual involving the inhalation of a venomous vapors from the Bufo Toad, also known as the Colorado River Toad or the Sonara Desert Toad, the amphibian releases a venom called... It's called nothing. It's a bunch of letters and numbers, which is known to have hallucinogenic effects, according to the Addiction Center website. The toads grow... And it goes on and on about the toads, but apparently they're having some kind of ritual. Um, The law enforcement agency said the practice posed a serious health risk, but the dangers were masked by what looked like an inoffensive ancestral ritual. However, Salvador denied that his client took part in regular rituals. He said that Vidal had some friends who knew how it worked and had been taking it for a few times. Uh, Vidal, aged 46, has appeared in at least 10,000 scenes in a porn career spanning 26 years, according to his website. Had to throw that in there, you know. Never mind, it has nothing to do with him being a porn star, but the fact that, you know, this toad, but we got to make sure everyone knows it's a porn star. But remember, those numbers are according to his website. I just like how they added that in there. They're like, yeah, we couldn't, we didn't, we didn't want to take the time to actually vet this out. So, you know, consider the source. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, oh, he has a Twitter. Nacho Vidal Porn. At Nacho Vidal Porn. It's Nacho. <laughs> he's, got, he's got an OnlyFans. Um, yeah, it sounds cheesy to me. Well, yeah. Probably. Yeah. Um, okay, I'm done looking at that site. So... <laughs> I, I don't... It's... it's people were... We're licking toads. We, we have a fucking Simpsons episode about this in the early 90s. Okay, that's just it. We're done. We're done licking toads. Don't lick yep, toads, kids. They weren't very hoppy. Because when you do toad... <laughs> Actually, that was, a, that was Family Guy, wasn't oh. it? That was Family Guy. It wasn't The Simpsons. I don't remember, but I will tell you this, that all the people that were involved in this whole thing are just not very hoppy anymore. <laughs> Well, Buck, we're going to let that one lie. Yeah, let's... Nah, man, let's just hop on to the next story. Well, our next story is from the Free Press, the Tampa Free Press. And I love this website. I really do. Because <laughs> it brings us some of the best stories we have from Florida. And this one is no exception. So let's run that, that, uh, that clip for us. Florida man, Florida man, does whatever the fuck he can. Makes headlines every time. Florida's paradigm. Look out! Here comes Florida man. Indeed, here comes Florida man. A Florida man arrested pleasuring with a pickle in the most particular place. A Florida man was arrested after deputies found him using, it's in quotes, using a pickle outside of a private residence with nothing on below the waist. 
<laughs> According to investigators, deputies were dispatched on a suspicious person call when the responding deputy spotted 47-year-old Eric Dietage laying flat on his back with no pants, no undies, on a private property in Oldsmar. In the affidavit, the deputy said that Dietage had his penis in one hand and a large, uneaten pickle in the other. Uh, elaborating a bit further, the deputy reported that Dietrich was penetrating his rectum with the pickle while he masturbated. And there actually is a copy, like a, a snippet from the police report here, and I'm going to read this. Uh, exposure or exhibit his sexual organs in a public place on a private premises or another or so near thereto as to be seen from such private premises in a vulgar or indecent manner or to be naked in public except in any place provided or set apart for that purpose. And his narrative says, I was dispatched with a suspicious person while circ circulating the area. I observed the defendant in a private premises and has the address. While on a private premises, I observed the defendant laying flat on his back with no pants or undergarments on his bottom. Eric had his penis in one hand and large uneaten pickle in the other hand. <laughs> Eric was using the pickle to penetrate his rectum while he was masturbating. <laughs> I love how all of a sudden him and the... And the uh... The defendant are on a first name basis, but I guess after seeing that, you're kind of you're kind of committed. Dietrich pled no contest to exposure the exposure charge and was sentenced to time served in the Pinellas County Jail, ninety two days, and was ordered to pay fines and fees and court costs of five hundred and fifty dollars. I mean, god dang! Wow, thanks, pickle fucker. Yo, some pickle fucker gave us. <laughs> it's just wow. it's yeah uh Dietrich has a lengthy criminal history of trespassing littering and battery charges name a few and was arrested again in hillsborough hillsborough county on june 28th for trespassing and released two days later on his own recognizance according to arrest records Dietrich was arrested in hillsborough county 58 times dating back to august of 95 his Pinellas arrest record rings in at six arrests dating back to 2018 to include theft and resisting arrest with violence. Wow. <laughs> of all the things, man, of all the things, why a fucking pickle? Like, why? So, it's... I was actually reading an article like the other day of, of, of the oddest things people have found in movie theaters, the ushers. It wasn't even an article. It was a guy doing a TikTok thing. And he was saying that they found, after the Fifty Shades of Grey movies, several times they found cucumbers. <laughs> Just lay it on the floor. <laughs> so, I mean, there's not much difference between a pickle and a cucumber. Just a little bit of brine and thyme. Well, I mean... Why? Why is that the implement that they choose to do this? Like, because they don't want to go I into the. Understand. They don't want to go. In, they don't want to go into the dildo shop. I just. I think their that like their priorities of shame are are misaligned. <laughs> like, I don't want to be seen buying a dildo, just... but I want you to see me using a pickle. <laughs> right and. You know, it's like, well, I don't want to. I don't want anybody to see me going in there and buying it. Okay, so the alternative is to get caught using something like a pickle. Like, if you're going to get caught, I'd rather be caught with like the appropriate tools. Like, <laughs> I'm a master of my craft. I'm not no amateur here. <laughs> well, I mean, like seriously, like. I would have a very hard time, and I'm just, again, putting myself in, like, the shoes of somebody walking up on this happenstance and having to do something about it, like a cop. You know, if I walk up, I'm imagining myself as a cop, and I see a dude doing this, and my immediate, immediate thing is going to be, why a fucking pickle? Like... No, it's gonna be. That's a very... is is that a pickle? <laughs> like, right? Exactly, exactly. Like, if the dude's sitting out there with like the appropriate stuff and everything like that, like that, I would honestly be like, "Listen, dude, 
the, the, like it would be it would be more of a time for me personally to have a time and a place conversation but a pickle like uh, there's there's so many red flags that go off in my own head and it's like it's they shouldn't like i guess you know maybe it's because i just have like my own like inherited beliefs about you know sex and masturbation like maybe it's something completely normal but you know perception is reality and my perception of this is that no one in their right mind should be using a fucking pickle and that's just it so that's immediately where i default if the guy was out there with like you know like a a, a viable like instrument of pleasure i'd be like okay dude you know there's counseling that that needs to be addressed here you know it would be a very calm very like okay how about we have a discussion about this over there and you know put some pants on get the get the dildo out of your out of your keister but a guy with a pickle i'd be like back up (laughs) i'd be like it's like i well i don't know if i'd call back up like out of fear maybe he might but fling the pickle at you. I'd have to get somebody else to, like I, I would seriously, I would just want someone else to be there to witness it, just so that way, like when the shift is over and I have to process what I just saw in my head, I can look at somebody else and be like, "That was pretty fucked up, wasn't it?" Well, <laughs> on, the, on, the, on the flip side of it, I truly cannot think of anything else that one would use a bread and butter pickle for. So I'm just going to assume it was a bread and butter pickle because no one eats that shit. So why not shove it up your ass? That's all I'm saying. I, you know, different strokes for different folks, man. Hey, stroking with you a know, pickle. I hope it was a, well, I hope it was a bread and butter pickle because that vinegar was stung. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> all right, folks. Well, that is all we have for this week uh, on episode 60 of the Social Liability Podcast. Make sure whatever platform you're enjoying us on that you like, subscribe, and hit notifications on there because we would love for you to listen each and every week. It doesn't cost you a thing. We don't have an OnlyFans. We don't have a Patreon. Uh, this is just uh, something we put out there. Uh, and we, the only thing we ask you to do is in order to pay us is to pay attention and tell a friend that being said folks we catch us each and every week and you can catch us next week for episode 61 and hopefully we'll have some more interesting stories that don't involve pickles have a week folks <laughs>